Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! The Giants have won the pennant! We're back on Thompson to Clark. And folks, we have had better weeks. <laughs> the Giants. We, yeah, we've had... said that a lot this year, haven't we? Well, <laughs> you know, I think even though the team maybe had hadn't played to our expectation, there was still opportunities, and they would have some solid weeks. Yeah, but we're running out of time. That that yeah. you know that two week run where they just play fantastic baseball. It hasn't come, and we're running out of time for that to happen. Players are running out of time. Brandon Belt is probably going to opt for surgery. The The word is, is that that was what the second opinion that he went out for his knee, and it sounds like he's probably going to get the surgery and shut it down. I think Jacques Peterson is taking crumbles at first base. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That you know what? I don't know why that didn't happen earlier. But yeah, yeah. Who who am I? Right. Uh, Take him out of left field. Stick him at first base. I don't know. We, uh, we haven't I, seen him play first base in three years, though. Yeah, that's that. That's the thing, right? Is you have somebody who's not a good outfielder, but at least has pretty much played left field you know, for 80, 80% of the games and, you know, he gets taken out uh, in the fifth or sixth inning sometimes. So he's not, he's not playing nine full, but that that's pretty much been his position. And so now, you know, we're moving him out and giving, it's an opportunity, you know, it's an opportunity to continue, you know, maybe he'll hit, uh, he'll stay in the lineup a little bit more because he is hitting very well right now. But yeah, yeah it is, it is, uh, I don't, I don't even know, you know, there, there was. I think there was a note today that Longoria is going to DH, but he's got like a bad hamstring, and the reason why he has to be in the lineup is because they're not sure that Bart is going to be able to to play, and they may need to open up a spot for him. So it's just they don't have enough players, enough healthy, trustworthy guys on the roster even to run out a lineup. And it's we're not even in September yet; we're still two days away from September. Yeah, and, and last year that was kind of the pride, right? The pride of the of the roster and and of the of the upper management was 
the fact that they had a strong 40, not just a strong 25, but a strong 40. So if someone got hurt, they could plug somebody in and and things could happen. This year, I I mean, they kind of ran out of that juice. And and a lot of that also had to do with guys were out of options this year. Last year, there were a lot more players with options. This year, you just don't have that. So you're you're having to run in the young guys, Luis Gonzalez, uh, VR. So it's, it's just kind of a mishmash. Do you want me to brighten your day? Oh, please. No, this isn't going to brighten your day. Trust me. Uh, If the Giants lose tonight, (laughs) we're we're, we're recording on Tuesday. The Giants lose tonight and the Diamondbacks win. The Giants and Diamondbacks will be tied with a record of a beautiful 61 and 67. And, uh, and And they'll be... They'll both be what is it? Eight and a half games behind the Padres. Uh, so, so like you said, that good run, that one week run, that two week run. Even if the Giants in two weeks play seven hundred baseball, they need the other teams to play like three hundred baseball yeah. ahead yeah. of them. So it's it's bleak, bleak, very bleak. You know, I've seen the Giants play the Diamondbacks, and just mm-hmm. based on head to head, the Diamondbacks beat up on the giants yeah yeah so and actually yeah. the diamondbacks are a little hot right now and the giants are two out of their last 10 they've won mm-hmm. two out of the last 10 so i was trying to figure out what the uh record has been since the all-star break now it's not there's not a super easy way to do this um what what day was the all-star break Oh, let's check. Let's check. Okay, I think it was July, the week of July 17th, because we opened Actually, up against yeah. the Dodgers and then just lost all the games. Yeah, the 17th was a Sunday, because that's my birthday, and I can remember that. Okay, um, there we go. So July 17th, and the Giants won that game, and it was a it was a, a bashing. I mean, they had a fantastic game on my birthday, and then we came back from the All-Star break, and uh, everyone just took a dump all over the field. <laughs> okay, I'm going to see if Oh man, come on. Yeah, there are some sites where you can plug in this fantastic stuff and do from this date to this date, but it gets I don't know. It gets a little tricky. Well, I will try and figure out and see if I can do this and and we can pull up some numbers here, but Okay. Uh ultimately this last week in baseball for the Giants, if we take into account uh wait they played when did they play the first detroit game was that tuesday of last week that was tuesday yeah because the giants they had a nice monday off and a thursday off and get refreshed and feel good going into minnesota Uh, (laughs) all these dreams we had for this week garrett all Uh, these dreams (laughs) yeah we looked at the tiger director and we're like oh got sweep there Uh, Uh, you know gotta take one or two from minnesota and got to come back and strong against Padres. We got to take them. We're home. No, the, yeah, the, that's the, where you make up your ground is the, the Padres. The lights literally <laughs> turned off in the city yesterday. That was crazy. I haven't seen that in a major league game in a while. It's, it's I, th- I thought we were at the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, exactly. Didn't pay their electric bill. No, oh my God. Sewage hitting the electrical lines, whatever. That's definitely an so. When you when you watched the, I, I would say the the Detroit game, the first game, they were clearly ahead. They were winning. 
uh, Duvall decided to walk guys in the ninth inning and and he made it, you know, a little a little bit of a nail biter, but struck out Miguel Cabrera, got a ground out to end the game. And there was a little bit of pick me up. And then they came back the next day and they had nothing like this kid, uh, Matt Manning, I think his name was just mowing them down, mowing them down, just going right through them like they're Swiss cheese. <laughs> and it was I was just like, how is that like, how is that the same team from the night before until today? Like they have this weird ability to not carry over good momentum like they're just like no we don't believe in momentum the analytics say that momentum doesn't exist so we're gonna be (laughs) so fired up and we're gonna have this great game and because we don't believe in it we're it's it's just not gonna carry over yeah and that and that's kapler's philosophy is a lot of times we get a good win we don't carry that into the next day the next day is a new next day we get a bad loss we don't carry it into the next day well, I hate to tell you, Kapler, but they're carrying those losses right into the next day right now. They're doing a lot of that. A one in five week, man. One in five on the week. That's the week that we, I'll, I'll say it's a, I'll, I'll say one in five on the podcast week, right? Because we, we yes. recorded last Monday. We had an extra day. So one in five on the podcast week. That is not going to get you into the playoffs. And, you know, I, I think we have to, at least come to grips with the idea that last year doing this podcast was so fun because we had that crazy Dodger series in the playoffs where the, mm-hmm. this, these teams were like so back and forth with each other. And, you know, we were doing shows, you know, wrap up shows. And I think we have to come to grips that that is just not happening for us this year. No, no, no. I think uh, <laughs> looking at the schedule, whatever the day, uh, last day of the season is, we'll be doing a a season wrap up show not too long <laughs> after that with the next night, probably. Because, well, I don't know, it, you know, because of the lockout, uh, I got to look at the schedule. Huh? We're, we're probably not ending on a Sunday this year, are we? Or, or are they doing a good job of squeezing everything in? No, we're not. We're finishing uh, on a Wednesday. It is on a Wednesday, yes. Yeah, yes. So, so that's our extra series is that three games against the Padres. That'll be a Padres playoff tune-up for them series, I would imagine. Although, I mean, they're hanging on to that last spot. They're only a game and a half above Milwaukee right now. We're not helping Milwaukee. Milwaukee's looking for help. We're not helping them. Uh, we're looking to help ourselves by beating the Padres, and we're not mm-hmm. helping ourselves. Uh, but but again, I say that. I mean, usually on this podcast, we're not bleak. We're not sad. We're not upset. We're not, yeah. Usually, we're we're optimistic. And, yeah. and just remember, I mean, we have two more games against the Padres this week. The Giants could take two out of three, kind of knock them back a little bit. Um, and then you got Philly coming into town this weekend. And Philly's above us. That's another team. Again, play hard against them. Then you go into L.A., measuring stick, always a measuring stick. Uh, and then you go to Milwaukee for two. So these, again, all teams that are in the playoffs, and that's who the Giants are playing right now. Um, you, you know, it's they're not games that are going to help the Giants get into the playoffs at this point, the way that they're playing. But they are games that will help you decide who is going to be here next year. Uh, who's going to be fighting for spots down, uh, you know, the last month of the season in mm-hmm. September and in, uh, into October. So, all right. I did the math. Baseball mm-hmm. reference did not help me. I should have been able to like <laughs> highlight all the rows and then they should have given me yeah, information. Yeah. 13 and 23 since the all-star break. So they were yeah. four games over, they were four games over 500 
and now they are six under. Also, interesting statistic, the runs for versus runs against. The the statistic that kind of gave us a little bit of hope because the Giants were still in the positive and they were like plus 30. And so, you know, that can generally tell us a little bit of information about whether they're a, a, a good team or not. They are now in the minus. They are now minus three. They've given up three more runs than they have scored. So that statistic has is the one that really sort of made me come back to earth on this team because, you know, like you said, we like to be optimistic. We want, we want to, we don't want to be that fan that when the team starts playing well, then we're sort of like rooting against them so that our prediction is correct. Like that's not what we do here. (laughs) Uh, But you know, there's a reality to this as well. And so now where they sit uh, and, and let's go through uh, really quickly. They have, uh, so we have through through October 5th is when the season ends. So, you know, there's there's still a, a you know a handful of games here. There's still probably let me let, let's count it here. How many games are there left in this season? We are at game 128 today. So if we do that math, there are about what 34 30, games left in the season. Yeah, 34 left. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so in those 34 games, uh, we have two five against the Padres. We have six against the Dodgers. So that is 11 games right there of teams who are, you know, I'd consider good teams. So that's 11, 11 tough games. Uh, Philadelphia in the race. So they got three with Philly, two with, two with Milwaukee. That's five. And then three with Atlanta, who is a, a really good baseball team. That is eight. And then, you know, the, then they play the Arizona and Colorado and Chicago. So, you're talking about more than half of those games that they have left against what we would consider quality baseball teams. So now the question I want to ask you is what do you think their record is at the end of the season? Man. Okay. You're, you're going to make me do a lot of math. No, no. no. But... So yeah, that's what, that's what I don't want to do. <laughs> Okay, right now they are five games under 500. Uh, uh, yes, correct. Uh, let me double check. How many? How many yes, games? Five games under. How many games under 500? Or do they get back to 500 in your mind? Yeah, that's you know it. It, it could go. Oh man, this, this team, this team. It's hard to predict because again, you it, we've been looking at these games all season, and you look at the Rockies games, you look at the Diamondbacks games. You got a lot of games against those two teams, but it's like, man, those teams are beating up on the Giants mm-hmm. lately. Uh, last three games against the Padres are the Padres resting players. Yeah, um, are they not throwing their aces because they're in? But right now, again, uh, again, game and a half separates them with Milwaukee, so they could be fighting hard when it comes down to it. I'm going to be on the, I'm not going to say pessimistic. I'm going to be on the less optimistic side. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to say the Giants end the season about eight games under 500. So they're going to lose three games from where they're at right now. And and I think that is a, a strong, strong number there. That is what I was thinking. What I'm rooting for 
is to get back to 500 at this point. Oh, absolutely. If, if they could get back to 500 now, then they would get a worse first round draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah exactly. So, so yeah, this, this might this, this point. Yeah, is this the NBA thing where you just want them to go 0 and 32 to end the season and then they get yeah. a high draft pick? But uh, where you know tank time. But they, <laughs> uh, you know, I think eight is realistic because, like I said, the ha- more than half the games that they have left are against Dodgers, Padres, Braves, Phillies, Milwaukee. Yeah. So that is more than half the games. And then Arizona's had our number. Colorado, uh, you know, I think I think they fare well against Colorado. But, yeah, like it's just, you know, that is it – is, it has become the reality that, you know, playoffs, Jamora. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about yeah. let's, let's see how, how close we can get back to 500 so we can save a little bit of face for this season. Well, and and here's the thing. You and I have been Giants fans for a really long time. We've seen some pretty bad teams. Oh, yeah. We've seen a 100-loss team in 85. We've seen Kruko reminds us of that as like, you know, what? how, how do you get worse than that, right? Like, like yeah. Kruko came you could, from that. Do you want to lose 100 games or 103 games? I don't think it matters. As soon as you <laughs> hit that 100-game mark in losses, you could lose as many as you want to. You've lost 100 games. Now, the Giants came close to that a couple of years ago um, when they lost, what was it, 98 games, 97, 98, 99, somewhere in there. And it was really, really, really close. So we've, we've seen some bad teams. And you and I being Giants fans for so long, we are very good gear shifters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've been – with this team for years and years. So this season we thought, okay, 107 games last year, 107 wins last year. Maybe we can get to 90, 92, yeah. 93, 94 this year. Okay. It's not looking like that. Cool. What do we look at now? Last month of the season, who do we want to see? What youngsters do we want to see come up? And then we start looking at what holes can we fill for next year? And we're really good at that. I know there's a, I know there's a lot of other fans who, who aren't as good at that, but, but I can tell those fans right now, please start to practice that because <laughs> if you're going to be a fan of a baseball team that plays 162 games a season and you think you can predict what they're going to do next season and then stick with that for 162 games. It just does not happen. Um, but you know, it, that's the fun of it. That's that, that's what I love about baseball and the baseball season. That's what I love about playing fantasy baseball is you can start the season in one place and you have so long to go. You have yeah. no idea. There are so many twists and turns. It, it is like the best book you've ever read and you get to read a new one every year. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so this next month of the season, 34 games, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't, I mean, you know, they could they could finish 15 games under 500, just go awful. But but we're going to find stuff. We are going to find the things that we're looking for. Do we get to see Ramos come up? Do we get to see Bart continue to flourish? Uh, do we get to see Jock Peterson at first base? Well, probably tonight. Uh, so there's all these little things that are fun that we get to look at. What starting pictures? Um, Sean Jelly, do we see get to see him come up and make a couple of starts? We haven't seen him actually make a start and go more than five or six innings in the majors. So these are things to look for and to kind of start to point towards next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Okay. So we had a player of the week that you put a little wrinkle into <laughs> to kind of show, you know, a little bit of fun frustration here. Yeah. And we'll use that to 
you know, to kind of lead us through the end or the rest of the show. Yeah. So what we do usually player of the week, every week I'll pick three players. Uh, I don't think I've ever picked a fourth because that kind of is too many choices, right? Yeah. Too many choices. Do you like chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry? Do you also like cookie dough? Do you like this? No, no, no. Let's pare it down to three choices. So what I do every, every week is I pick three, we throw it out there for a vote this week. We had uh, three, three players, I should say, with quotation, air quotations. Uh, two of them actually finished uh, tied for second place, and then we had a winner. So tied for second place, Jock Peterson at, had 16.7% of the vote. So low for the tie for second place. Both, both players had 16.7% of the vote. Peterson hit 462 this week with a 559 Woba. Again, he only had, I believe, 16 or 17 at bats. So, not the full like 20 plus at bats mm-hmm. you get in a player of the week voting. Um, one home run, three RBIs, two runs, and three walks. So, he was getting on base. Starting to mash the ball a little bit more, hitting the ball hard. Um, eye is coming back and around, which is really good. Uh, tying for second place in the vote, Alex Cobb. He had one start this week, five innings pitched, zero runs given up, seven strikeouts, a 1.53 FIP. Uh, and again, 0.00 ERA because he did not give up uh, any runs. He pitched really well and got nothing Very to well. show for it. Yeah, he only walked two in those five innings, was pitching really well. And yeah, like he said, did not get the win, did not get the loss, nothing happened, no decision. Um, and, and again, like we said, it was a one in five week. There wasn't a whole lot happening. Starting pitching was rough. The bullpen was its 2022 self and not its 2021 self. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. And the winner in the Thompson to Clark podcast player of the week voting was a third option I threw in the fans, <laughs> the fans. I threw him as, as option number three and I gave it to the fans for sticking with this underwhelming team. And the fans won the player of the week vote with 66.7% of the vote. So congratulations to us, the fans for watching these six games this week, hanging in there, still loving this team. When great plays are made, we, oh, yeah. we celebrate them. When home runs are hit, we celebrate that too. You know, I'll be walking through the house, dusting, putting away records, whatever. And, you know, Jock Peterson gets a hold of one and I'll stop. I'll put my hand up. I, if we're down eight, nothing. And he's, he's made it an eight to one ball game. I'll still put my <laughs> finger up, but yeah, there we go. There we go. You, so, what, what is he know. doing? What, what are they doing with the fingers or? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It, whatever, whatever you got to get some, you got to get some motivation and yeah. some fun happening. So yeah. Yeah. He, he hit a ball. Uh, was it, was it the ball he hit last night where I was like, Run. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know if that's going out. You're watching it, but he knew that ball yeah. was out. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, no, it, it is. It is good to see those things. And, and I'm happy to see him uh, pick it up a little bit because he started the season off so great. So much so that he got voted into the all-star game. Yeah. Right. And then just went on a, he was, he just could not, he couldn't hit the ball out of the park. In some instances, he couldn't even put the ball on the but put the bat on the ball is striking out so much yeah. but now you know he's doing a little bit better so hopefully hopefully he keeps it going because he is an igniter for that team when he plays well they they generate play well as well but you know if i knew how to work uh baseball reference a little bit better the other thing i wanted to look at 
There's like some gaudy statistics for uh, for our good friend Baby Yaz. You've been looking at this. I have not. I, so, all I saw was this week he hit uh, what 188 with eight strikeouts or seven strikeouts. So yeah, so he's down to 207 for the season, and. If he had like like they'll let you know usually if you hit two oh seven you better have about thirty five jacks or else you don't really get to play, yeah. and the only reason he's playing as far as I can tell is because their outfield defense is so bad they need him. Yes, but he's hitting two oh seven, twelve homers, forty four RBIs, uh, six or three sixty eight slugging. So you know he's not even slugging you know he's not even giving them a reason you know for home runs or for even doubles um and this is you know this guy is only uh two years from a season in in which you know he got a couple of mvp votes but the further we get away from that pandemic season to me the lesser that it really means because you know 60 games if he played 54 games that year he played 139 last year, hit 224, but his slugging was up. He had 25 home runs, and and that's where you know, okay, you only hit in 224, but you do have 25 jacks. You are slugging 457, so you're actually producing. But this year, he's not even he's not even doing that. So I, I it's got it. What's it has to be a frustrating year for him, but I I wonder what his future is like with this baseball team because if they pivot. And they do bring in some defensive outfielders who can hit better than 207. I, I wonder how long he is for this ball club. Well, and, and you know, at this point, and, and you bring up a great point. So I, was, I went to spot track because I, I, from what I remember, he's, he's kind of, he's got some control. Yeah. Uh, he only made 3.7 mil this year. He's 31, mind you, because remember, he toiled in the minors for quite a while. Mm-hmm. He's arbitration eligible and controllable through 2025. So he's got three more years of arbitration. Yeah. Um, is is he an arb guy that if the Giants can pick up a good free agent outfielder, say they get like, like a Ben Attendee, um, and then Elio Ramos starts to kind of come around, or they have another outfielder, uh, you know, Bryce Johnson becomes a good defensive player who can hit two. 40 to 50 is Yaz a good eighth and ninth inning defensive replacement. Do we go back to old school baseball, you know, where, where mm-hmm. it's, you've got it, you've got a four, two lead. Um, you can bring Yaz in, in the eighth inning, he, he you know, in a, in a double switch where he won't bat for another eight batters. So you can have him as a defensive replacement for the eighth and ninth. Um, or maybe he comes in and faces a right-hander and, and gets a knock and gets on base. Cause he's a decent, uh, I wouldn't say decent. He's a really good base runner, very smart base runner. He did get thrown um, out at second base in the Tigers. Was it the Tiger series? I, yeah, series? It, it, it was, but, but, you yeah, know, but for the most part, mm-hmm, he's, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and when I compare him to Luis Gonzalez, you're going to say, <laughs> I'm joking. Poor Luis. Sorry. I didn't mean to pick on him. But eh, I mean, ground ball in front of you. When do you learn ground ball in front of you when you're at second base that you go, don't, don't go to third? What was that? Little League, probably? Yeah. 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 Probably about, yeah, probably like eight or nine years old. <laughs> we, you and I had that at eight or nine years old. But yeah. that was only because we couldn't hit the ball over the fence. So <laughs> yeah, we had to exactly. do those things really well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was on base a lot because I didn't hit the ball over the fence. So I was walking or hitting singles. And so I was on base a lot. So I had to learn to be a really good base runner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to, we're going to move on uh, to the next segment and, and kind of talk about some of the miscalculations based off of a really good article that Grant Brisby wrote. But before that, Let's talk about uh, what we are drinking here. Nice. And I'll let you go first. Well, Sierra Nevada, anytime Sierra Nevada puts out something new, I'm usually on top of it. So I was in this case, Mm -hmm. Liquid Hoppiness IPA. It's a juicy 7% IPA. Um, Got a lot of, a lot of really good hops in it. Uh, I love hop resin. I, I showed you a picture of the hop splash that they make. It's like yeah. hop flavored seltzer water. Yeah. Um, and I finally had one about two or three days ago. And even that's good. Like anything, I don't think I've ever had anything from Sierra Nevada. I've said, I will never have that again. Um, even their sours, which I'm not a sour person, they still make them really good with with some good hoppy kick to it. So th- that's what I'm drinking right now. Fantastic, hazy. What's juicy. the ju- what's the juice? The juice is basically from different hops, uh, uh-huh. different hop varieties. The resin in it, the lupulins. When you steep those or run them through like dry hopping, certain hops have certain characters. Some have a really good blueberry. Uh, mouthfeel to them, a blueberry taste. The ones that they use in here, they don't say, I don't think they say which hop varieties, but they do say it has um, the hops that they use give you um, grapefruit, citrus, uh, uh, agave, guava. So really just, and it all comes from the hop variety. So there really Mm -hmm. is no juice in there. There's nothing else. Uh, There are other like juicy IPAs on the East Coast where they will throw in like fruit flavors got it but sierra nevada there's stuff that they do all is pulled from the lupulins and the hops all right so for me you had a you'd shown me a a little uncle nearest recently and i got a little jealous and i was like i need to find some more (laughs) uncle nearest and so i i grabbed the uncle nearest bottle and i was right about to put it in uh, my basket there and then i looked at something right next to uncle nearest and it's called clyde maze yeah okay and you can't read that because it's it's not yeah there you go yeah it's a a little blurry but on the top it says available since 1946 whoa legal since 2001 (laughs) yeah i wanted to when i saw that when you sent me that picture i kept thinking about it and i was like what up what does that mean? Like, what, <laughs> how was it illegal up until 2001? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I was, it made Let's me think it of, well, it made me think of, uh, have you ever seen the movie life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence? Oh my gosh. So it's, it's like um, the year 2000. Years. It's yeah. It's like 22 yeah, years yeah. ago, but basically, you know, they're, they're bootlegging the, the alcohol. And, and so that's what it made me, <laughs> it reminded me of, I was like, Oh, Maybe they were bootlegging some Clyde Mays, but and also you know he's uh, he he's just got the arms crossed and yeah yeah I get a, I wonder I wonder got about, a little pomade in the hair yeah I wonder about Clyde Chiller. here what's the story speaking of, Clyde? of that speaking of that I just got some new pomade that I really enjoy 
Oh yeah. Are you? Oh, my, you're a pomade guy. I'm a pomade guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen this, right? Look at this yes. thing. Yes. I got to put pomade in that or else <laughs> we got problems. So yeah, I got, I found some, I was doing the whole dollar shave club thing and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. realizing like they got, it's so expensive now. Uh, and they got bought out by like Johnson and Johnson. Mm-hmm. So it just got to be too much. So I started looking around and I found a really awesome pomade on, uh, on Amazon that I really Enjoy. Amazon is really good for stuff like that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I like, always feel bad because you got to have a truck drive it here. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is really silly, uh, but yeah. you know, when when you run out of mouthwash, and you're like, <laughs> oh right. man, there's no mouthwash, and you just pull up your phone yeah. and you punch the thing and then they just deliver it the next day it's like what a beautiful service that is well and we have an amazon credit card we got that probably like 13 years ago oh yeah so we've had this amazon credit card so when you use it just to get gas you get like three points so every month like this month we have 146 dollars in credit so Mm -hmm. of course you go onto amazon and i'm like maybe i can sneak in a video game (laughs) my wife yeah for order razors (laughs) well well, this makes this probably makes me a bad music person but i just go and buy vinyl through amazon like yeah, that's fine it's that's like fine. Uh, i'm not i'm not digging in the crates that way I'm yeah not, you know but you know i'm like oh you know i, I a couple couple weeks ago uh my stepson felix he's a he's a big tyler the creator fan so oh nice i picked up one of tyler's albums and then so at the same time i was like oh it's daniel glover album i i like this album so i just picked them both up and they were just like it's sometimes it's so easy that you forget and then when you hear the delivery truck come then you're like oh what a surprise i totally forgot and then it's like it's like christmas it's like giving yourself a gift that you don't didn't even remember well and the thing with that too is i i gotta put my uh I got to put my thing on do not disturb here because I just got a spam call on my hmm. stop with the spam. already. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and that's the thing. And I've got a local guy. Uh, I'm friends with him. He owns a record store here in Reno. Uh-huh. Fantastic guy. The name of the place is Discology. If you're ever in Reno, go there. Oh, right? great. Got, he has a great selection. He can get you anything you need. Awesome guy. Um, but I got an Amazon gift card for my birthday. So it was like, well, I got to buy stuff. So I, I got this record double vinyl album gregory porter oh nice uh super silky jazz voice and uh, i'm a big fan of his i've i have all of his cds um and that's a double album and i got it for like 20 bucks yeah and the nice thing with amazon too is if you get it and there's a you, you know how records are produced like just they're a little bit tricky nowadays um, and they're backlogged because there are so many artists wanting to go to vinyl. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they're so low on um, supplies. So sometimes you'll get stuff and then you'll open up the record and there'll be like paper that got uh, into the process. And so it's in the grooves and you're like, Oh, now I got to return this. Yeah. So at least with that, you can just do the return drive over to Kohl's or oh, yeah. from the house, drop Absolutely. it off and get a new one. So, yeah. You know, what's also, and you know, we're kind of talking about something else cause it's a little bit more fun than talking about the giants, but don't worry, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get back to the giants. <laughs> well, we talk about everything. So I read that, uh, or maybe I heard on a podcast, like CDs were, had, have finally stopped, uh, losing money as far as the sales and they've, they've oh, sort wow. of stabilized and they've maybe even come back up for like the first time in 20 something years or something like that, yeah. which is kind of cool. 
uh, because I remember. So I remember when my dad first got the CD player, it was amazing because it, it was like digital, like it almost, you know, you didn't have to put the record on and it was, just, it just yeah. played. You just pushed the button and you walked away. You didn't have to flip and it And you over. could go to the next song. Yeah. You're like, I want to go to this song. Yeah. Just go right to it. <laughs> and so that was cool. I remember that just being like amazing. And I, I was just like, oh, I got to buy all the CDs. And yeah. then what happens is, is CDs, they have a, a shelf life because of the streaming and, and the and the the MP3s and and iTunes and all that stuff, and then nobody bought CDs anymore. You're like, oh yeah, why do I need to buy a CD again? But it's kind of cool to see CDs are a, a little bit back, and I'm sure some of it has to do with, you know, the artists who still sell. They they still make it make it a priority to get like every yeah. possible way to listen to their music out, and you know, not every artist has the budget to do that. So they go, nope, we can go on iTunes, we can go on Spotify, but that's kind of it. And Taylor Swift is like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, we're putting out vinyl. We're putting out yes. CD. I'll even put out a, a, a cassette tape if, if I want to, <laughs> you know, because she's, uh, she's, just such a, she's just such a superstar, man. There you go. Yeah. Got some. We we even had Taylor Swift vinyl. That's for the sixteen year old. I listened to it. It's a good. This is a good album. She's a good artist. She's oh, a really yeah. good artist. Well, you know what they're doing right now too, and and we won't carry on for too long. But um, and my sixteen year old is into into CDs, and and we have a CD player in the car, and she's going to get her license fairly soon. Um, she is really into. Uh, following on Instagram and Snapchat, the artists, and then when they drop a new album, mm-hmm. they'll all of a sudden go, hey, we have 500 of my signed CDs on my website right now. Go grab it. So she's got a Conan Gray signed, uh, Taylor Swift signed, uh, That's Billie cool. Eilish signed. So yeah, yeah she's, really and really she's into collecting those. And they're not that much more expensive. So like the regular CD will be like $15 and the signed one is 20 so yeah. five bucks more and you get an autograph. So, yeah, that's yeah. really smart. That's It's really yeah. smart. Uh, all right, just some news that, you know, most people will probably not listen to this before the second game of the series against the Padres, but just some, some late breaking news here. Joey Bart goes on the DL, seven-day DL. Actually, I, I'm not sure what the DL is. Uh, he just goes on the concussion injured list. And so Mercedes is up from AAA, and he is the uh, he's the backup catcher tonight. Um, and he's actually then, playing first base tonight. He's in yes, the lineup. So yes, no jock lineup. Peterson at first base. No <laughs> jock is not even playing at least. Starting. No, he's not in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, and so because of these, uh, the, these situations, we mentioned the belt thing now, Joey Bart thing. So Wilmer Flores is at second. It hurts my heart. Every time he has to play second base, yeah. uh, I feel bad for him because he is nowhere near built like a second baseman. He has zero range at second base, uh, and I'm you know I'm not sure. Why, and the reason he he's there is because you need his bat. You need to find a, a way to get him, and and you just hope you just tell Logan Webb like, can they just pull everything? Like, you know, can you for? But he's also a sinker ball guy, so he's probably going to get some action. Flores is going to have to actually wear his glove out there tonight. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Tyro's actually playing left field. Oh man, Rough. this team is so hurt that they hurt us back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's happening. I feel, I mean, I feel for the guy, poor Wilmer. Like it, he, I mean, he, you know, he, he is uh, a valuable bat, but he's also not a young man. 
I mean, you, no. you can see the wear and tear on this long season on him too. So it's not like he's this spry young infielder who they could just move over. Like, I kind of wonder, like, you know, uh, JD, JD must be really bad if they can't move him to the other side so that Wilmer could just, you know, sit at third and, and stop balls. So yeah, just kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, all right, let's, let's go to the end of what we were going to talk about tonight, which was this uh, Grant Brisby article. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he did, uh, he ranked what he thought were the miscalculations based off of the season so far. And, and like we said, you know, there's still hundred we're only 130 games in. Uh, and he had his list of like here that uh, when you look back, when you play Monday morning QB, here's some of the, the biggest the flawed things that they did. And so I wanted to ask you what you thought the, the biggest thing was. Cause he, his number one was investing in the Brandons. And I'm not sure I a hundred percent. I like, I think that has to be high. I don't know if I would have put that as number one because right. even though Brandon Crawford is not having a good offensive season, he is still a bit of the stability in that infield and, and belt has, has had a horrific year. He just can't stay healthy. So I get the, but I, I almost feel like it makes it seem like Crawford has also been hurt and has also not played uh, as much, but he has been hurt, but he's, he's out there right now. Like, you know, this poor guy is having to shift over so far and take ground balls that are hit as lasers. Like he's playing like uh right behind second base and there's funky hops coming at him. And I'm just like, Jesus, this, this dude, <laughs> you know, he's, he's wearing it on his face. You can just see it, you know? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That one, that one shot that he almost took in the mug when he was shifted over and playing directly behind second base yeah, uh, in Minnesota, that just kind of opened up the inning. I mean, that's a base hit. If you're just playing straight up, right. Straight up infield. That's a, that's a base hit. Yeah. Um, but 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 either way, I mean, it's a tough play. He's not going to make that play. Uh, he might make it sometimes, but uh, man, it just the shift. I don't know next year, right? <laughs> who 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 knows what's going to happen there? But I think for me, the number one in this article was his number two, and that was expecting that they didn't need to chase marginal wins because of the extra wild card. Yeah. Um, you got the Brewers, you got the Phillies, you got the Padres. These are all teams that were vying for that third spot. The Phillies went out and got Castellanos. They got Schwarber. Uh, they tried to shore up a little bit more of their outfield. They tried to get some more pitching. Um, the Brewers traded Hater, which now is like the most brilliant thing I think you've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, I was, I I was giving him, I was giving him hell. I was like, "How could you do that? You're supposed to show your fans that you want to win." But yeah, I mean, now he's got one. Not, like a, but it's not like they've played well either. They're also kind no, of, no, no, for sure not. And Devin Williams, I mean, you know, yeah, he's he's a good guy you can throw in as a closer. Uh, wicked, wicked changeup, like the best changeup in baseball. But yeah. um, you know, so the Giants. And 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 really, when you look at it, in my personal opinion, the Giants didn't do enough in the offseason or at the trade deadline to be better than the Arizona Diamondbacks at this point. And, yeah. and, and, and that's easy to say now looking at the record. But as the season kind of drew on after three or four months, I was like, you know, the Diamondbacks have this fantastic farm system and, and and i live in reno so i get to see the triple a team i get to see these players the uh you know who just came up corbin corbin coral Cor- corbin carroll um that guy's a stud i mean 25 home runs in in the minors and 31 stolen bases and he's now up with the club um 
so they've got these they've got these guys that they could bring up and uh, and compete. And, and so the Giants just didn't have that in AAA, and they didn't do enough for the twenty six man roster to 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 have that. So I think not chasing the marginal wins uh, to to be good enough to make that number three because you you got to at least aim for the number three wild card spot um, as always you should aim for the division win. But when you're in a division with baseball's best team year after year, that's a tall task because then you have to say as a GM, do we chase that or do we chase team two and down? Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's a little more, uh, that's a little more stomach stomachable i just made up a new word stomachable <laughs> um but but now you have the mets and you have steve Cohn with the mets so did i get that right steve Cohn? yeah is he the so yeah okay so you've got him with the mets the gm who's just going out and getting everybody as well so you know the the scherzer contract obviously you saw that so you, so now you've got the one and two teams in the national league so at that point you have to say can we get one of those three wild card spots and i mm-hmm. i just don't think the giants did enough in the offseason and they just did not do enough uh, at the trade deadline to say yeah we're gonna grab one of those wild card spots i think they rested on the laurels and said we're we with this team that we had last year, we're just going to hang in there and we're just going to keep playing baseball and see what we can do. Um, and unfortunately here we are eight and a half games out of the third wildcard spot in uh, almost the beginning of September. Yeah. I agree with you that that was a, a, a giant problem. And you know what it makes me think is now <clears throat> we looked at some of these free agent signings that maybe didn't work out for these other teams. And it was like, huh, maybe the giants are smart to not sign Correa to a $300 million deal. But then they played the twins. And I was like, this guy is the best player uh, that the giants would have had since probably Buster Posey's MVP season. <laughs> like that's yeah. how good oh, yeah. this guy is. Did, you know? did he bat a thousand against us this weekend? <laughs> I felt like it. Cause every time I turned and looked and Correa was up, he got a base hit Yeah, to start a rally, end a rally, uh, end the game, whatever. I mean, he was, it was just, it was too much. <laughs> so because I mean the giants, you know, winning at the margins where you get a guy who may not be a everyday player or, you put him in your system and he can only hit righties and then he produces then, you know, Lamont Wade from last year, but then you also have Lamont Wade from this year. And it seems like all the gains that they made last year with a guy like Lamont Wade, it evened out this year and they went, they went backwards on, on some of those guys. So it made me think like, you know, maybe signing the really talented guys for a lot more money, at least it gives you more chances down the line. Like, okay, maybe Correa isn't a, a 30, a, a 30 home run, a hundred RBI guy this year, but there's a high possibility that he could still be that for you throughout, you know, whatever the deal would be. And, and look, he only signed a one year deal with a opt out. Right. So it, it's not the giant giants were the only team weren't the only team to decide against signing him to a long-term deal. And, and, you know, there's, there's going to be others like, you know, 
I don't I don't know what Seeger is doing, but is he doing enough for Texas fans to go like, oh yeah, great signing? I mean, maybe uh, he's he's mashing the ball. He, he he's on my fantasy team, so that's why I know that he's mashing the ball. But if I just quickly look at his numbers, but but again, it took him a while to get yeah. going. Yeah, I, I don't even think Semyon has really come around yet. But Seager's hitting two fifty seven with twenty eight home runs, uh, only sixty seven dri- runs driven in. But again, you're talking about the Rangers, so yeah, and oh. you know the Rangers, you know, signing two guys essentially uh, as their saviors and and their they have a worse record than the giants. So that, that is, that, that isn't the, uh, the end all be all as far as decision-making, but you, you put like, let's say, let's say we, we put a Carlos Correa on this team and talk him into playing third base for, you know, for a a season. Yeah. You know, Brandon Crawford, uh, you know, who will move him out next year. You can play shortstop next year. I think I would be even, I think I would be happier with, a average team knowing that in the back of your mind, okay, once this team gets good, we got a guy who's going to play shortstop here for the next seven years. The Giants just don't, the Giants just haven't done it that way. Uh, and you know, we'll see what happens with Aaron Judge. Like, I, I don't have any sort of confidence that they could get Aaron Judge to agree to come to the Bay Area. They could, they could win. They could win the negotiation with the most money, and I'm not even sure that it would work. So, well, you know, it's just, it's just maybe we're a little snake bit from the Stanton and the Bryce Harper and the Otani and the Seiya Suzuki, and you know, we're just coming up in second place for all these guys. So that that might be some of it, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, but you know, we we always think, you know, oh, they're so smart, you know, getting the Wade kind of kind of players. But then now after this season, I'm like, maybe it is just smarter to get some of these like studs and and pay the money, you know? So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's good to do that. Like you said, that's fantastic. I, I love that. I think that's great to do. Like get a judge, get a Harper, get an Otani and then fill them in with Wade juniors. Because then if you've got a Wade junior, you've got a Yaz, you've got a Slater, but, but you've got a judge in the outfield also, then you're looking at a team that is smart with their money. Yeah, let's let's give a big contract, but we also know the track record of Zadie that he can fill the rest of the team with low money guys who can play those positions. And and don't forget too, we've got a double A team, a, a high A team, and a double A team that are stacked. I mean, th- when those guys hopefully work their way up next year, the year after that, then you start filling those guys in with a judge, uh, with a Correa. And then you're looking at uh, kind of a powerhouse team, kind of a Dodger type of team. And I think that's what the Giants and, – and and again, going into this – going into last season, really, we kind of felt like uh, – and we were told we're a couple years away. We're going to compete and we're a couple years away. They accidentally won 107 games <laughs> last year. And that got the fan base frothing at the mouth. We won 107 games. Well, cool. Next year, we're going to win 110, right? Because you just get better and better. That's how yeah. it works. Well, not not really. This team is still one year away. Like Next year could be the year. The year after that could be the year when the young guys start coming up and you start filling them in with those big contract guys. So, you know, you, you, you got a point there. I mean... You can, you can, if you can get a judge, but again, like you said, I mean, we've been, we've been hurt. We've been the, uh, 
what, what did they say on the bags and brisby uh, uh podcast i was listening to the other day that the runner-up we didn't get the rose when evan said that about john lester i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah that <laughs> painful memories yeah the bridesmaid yes <laughs> so yeah so okay We're so close. getting getting back to grant's thing uh, the the two one the two that that I've been complaining about the most I feel is the bullpen uh, in a week this week where the starters had it rough, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Logan Webb after Radon's really good game one start uh, against Detroit. uh, Logan Webb didn't have his best start though. He got dinked and dunked here and, you know, was hitting against the shift and stuff. And, and then, you know, Alex Wood. Got, got really beat up. But then Alex Cobb comes back, throw, throws a good game, and then the bullpen gives it up. So it was like at, at the same time, whenever if, if the if the starters were bad, then the bullpen was bad. If the starters were good, then the bullpen was bad. So it was just like, the, yeah. you know, they, they couldn't pick them up. And that's part of the reason why they, they uh, you know, they, they only won one game. And that was my thing was like, if you fix anything or if you attempt to fix anything, Let's see if we can get some arms because this bullpen is overutilized. These guys are tired. This is two years of throwing high level uh, innings, you know, week, you know, game after game after game. And they did nothing for this poor bullpen uh, at, at the trade deadline. And then the second thing was just the defense. We've been complaining about the defense the whole time. Yeah. Uh, assuming the Giants would hit well enough to make up for the lack of defensive range, that that's a thing that was said in the beginning of the year, which is if you look at the numbers more than likely the giants defense is not going to be as good. So how do you make up for that? Well, they're going to have to hit almost as good as they did last year. And that is nowhere near the case this year. So you have the defense slipping and the offense slipping. And, you know, this is sort of where we're at bad bullpen, but Hey, starters, I'll give Radon yesterday tough not not the great not the greatest game for him but you know the week before or the start before you know he was like seven innings 10 strikeouts again so um i think for the most part he has been better than we even thought he would be well and then uh, i i sent you a tweet that we just got uh that came across let's go back to it here let me find it uh from who was it from pavlovich i think Pavlovich. Yeah. So Pavlovich said Logan Webb got some good news today. There was a two out liner up the middle last week in Detroit that was ruled a single when it happened, but was changed to an error by that might be the Crawford play that we're talking. I think that's the one we were just talking about. That makes all six runs in that game unearned lowering Webb's ERA from 3.33 to (laughs) 2.99. That's amazing. That, that, that's amazing. I don't remember Pat, you know, in past years where there were so many rule, you know, uh, ruling changes, scoring changes, mm-hmm. five days later, where this happens and goes, oh, you don't have a three point three three ERA anymore. You got a two point nine nine. Yeah, it used to be where the 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 scorer would make the decision, and he would make that change within, I don't know, ten fifteen minutes. I don't remember it ha- happening like five days later. I. I it, it just kind of it, it escapes me that they could do that, but you know, hey, good for Logan Webb, right? Yeah, no, good for him. Like, who, who wants yeah, yeah. to get six runs attached? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, and he so, goes tonight. So, so we get, and and already on the Giants' side, they've got 
11 and 7 with a 2.99 ERA. So they, they look, didn't waste look, any he, time. He, he may not be uh, the pitcher he was in the second half of last season, but he's right. he's been stellar. He, he's been. Oh, yeah. I, I expect some some goodness from him tonight. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So uh, next week. Or, or this week and, and for next week, we're probably going to go on Tuesday again because Monday is Labor Day. All right. So yep. we'll probably do yep. that again. I know uh, holidays, uh, your girls will be home and, and you got to yeah. be doing stuff. And I'll be well, com- we'll be I'll driving. Be- oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. We got a lot of driving to do, Garrett. Where are you going? A lot of- well, just just to get the license we got we still oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah <laughs> we're, yeah, we're yeah. so far behind on hours right now we've got a i i i told the 16 year old i said hey we're gonna this weekend i said we're driving like an hour and a half each day it's gonna kill us on gas but yeah i yeah. said we, we we really got to and and we got to do the night driving do you remember that got to get the oh, night yeah. driving in so i hate night driving Oh, it's terrifying. The whole thing's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just it's not for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be back next Tuesday. So Giants have the Padres and then the Phillies, and if they can go five hundred this week, mm-hmm. I think I will be happy. You take that as a W. I will take that as a W if they can go five hundred. Right. I like that. All right. Like that. So we'll be back on Tuesday and, uh, you know, check out our YouTube. I, I don't talk about the YouTube page that much because we're mm-hmm. still sort of building it up. But one of the things that uh, I'm planning on doing is splicing up some of our, what I feel like are really good conversations because we have the full show. So this live stream goes up uh, in full on the YouTube page, people watching it on YouTube. But then I want to take some of the nuggets that we have, some of the good conversations, the shorter ones, and also make solo videos of that. I just need to make the time to do this. So I am saying it on air so that I can hold myself <laughs> accountable that I will Go do back more and look of at that. that yeah. I, I want at least one clip from this show, one clip from the death lineup with me and Brian. Then I'm just going to start the, the 49ers one pretty soon. And just so that we have like, you know, more, more stuff that's out there, a little bit yeah, more yeah. digestible thing. Like, you know, listen to an hour podcast or watch an hour podcast. It's a bit of a commitment, but Oh, here's like this seven minute video of, of where they were on top of something. And so that that's kind of what I want to do. So YouTube page, uh, BSPN Bay area sports podcasting network, the nice little uh, beautiful old fashioned ESPN looking logo. Uh, that's yeah. how you know you got to the right place. I like it. All right. So for Brad uh, and myself, uh, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>